Hello everyone and welcome back to the Mental Health Scoop. I'm your host Neve McMullen, even though it may not sound like it because I am honestly completely down of the cold and I'm a little bit, you know, on the iffy side in, in the voice domain, but we're going to forget about that and just talk about how excited I am to be back because I just feel so privileged and I cannot thank those enough who listened week by week last season because, you know, I really did not expect it to reach as many people as it did. And even though I did take a little break in the summer after, you know, that hectic uni year, I was still receiving messages of people who were listening to the podcast, people who had some queries and, you know, people who were just kind of seeking small bits of advice. You know, I really, really appreciate that. And I'm honestly just wanting to refute that I'm here whenever you need me, day or night, and I want to continue that this whole year, so may round two be bigger and better. Um, I also wanted to add that I'm sure the OGs listening may have noticed my little jingle, you know, the little song theme tune at the very start of the episode has vanished. Well, you know, that's because we are currently in the process of making a new one. So next week we will have that up and running, and you will hear my new jingle, which I am honestly extremely buzzing about. Um, But this interview anyway was recorded back in the summer with a very special guest, the finalist of The Voice, our very own Brooke Scallion, who, to put it simply, is a legend. So Brooke's here today to discuss breaking small-minded boundaries, the importance of expressing your identity, therapy being more important than the dentist, (laughs) self-comparison, social media, and a lot more. But honestly, even if you don't aspire to be a singer, there's a lot in here that may be of benefit to you. So any tips or tricks that, you know, are mentioned in the podcast that maybe can resonate with you or may help you, please don't hesitate to write them down. Um, and most importantly, enjoy. Hi, Brooke. Hello, Nave. How are you? I'm really good. I'm actually so excited to have you on the Mental Health Scoop today. Um, so I'm really excited for our wee conversation, but you're just working away as usual, aren't you? Yeah. So, like, at the minute, my music is... Obviously, with um, dates and stuff and all the correct restrictions lifting and that, everything's starting to pick up again. Um, whenever like lockdown happened, I took a job in an estate agent, so mm-hmm. I've been working there. And you know what? Like it, it's hilarious. I've acted in like Game of Thrones and Dairy Girls, and then no I'm acting. I'm acting like I know what I'm doing, like selling houses and stuff. <laughs> <to people. laughs> like selling Sunset actually looks really like it's like an enjoyable job. It's an enjoyable job, but I am nothing like Sound Sunset. I tried to watch that and really couldn't get onto it at all. I loved at it. All. No, I loved it. I actually did. I, it was just like, I love like, looking at the houses and everything. So I was actually kind of enjoying it. But Brooke, I, do you want to explain a little bit about yourself, you know, for the people that haven't met you already, which I'm sure there's very few, but go ahead and tell yourself a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Okay. Let me try and sell myself here. Right. <laughs> My name is Brooke and... I am 22 now. I forget what age I am because I missed my 21st birthday in lockdown. I'm only joking. It was fine. It was last fine. Year, last Weather year didn't deadly. Last no. year didn't count. Okay, so I'm still 21. Um, <laughs> I was on The Voice UK, which is what most people know me for. Um, I got to the final. And since then, I've been recording and writing an album, which will be, well, for, I'm going to do a waterfall release. So they'll come in like slots of like different weeks. So every song kind of gets the same amount of opportunity um but yeah doing a lot of singing doing a lot of acting sounds and houses and I recently bought a hairless cat which that's the main thing in my life right now (laughs) no I can't wait to get into this cat you know everyone 
Brooke has bought a hairless cat. Of all the cats you can buy, I'm not really a cat person, so I don't really approve, but it's a hairless cat, which probably makes it kind of worse. No harm. Sorry, <laughs> so you're going to be just judgmental anyway. <laughs> you don't like cats, you're not, it's not going to matter what cat it is. So when did this happen? <laughs> right, well, basically, I have been looking at Sphinx cat for over a year I've always wanted one but like looking actively searching around Ireland and stuff to get one you cannot find these cats anywhere they are like gold dust I swear to god I have been looking and looking and looking and then daddy goes to me right Brooke I'm going to lift the table and chairs here in Birmingham he's like Birmingham he's like do you want a hand and he's like I I would I I was like that's right that's right tell me when so he told me and then within a day I'd found this cat like this kitten in Liverpool which is like 30 minutes from the docks and I was like all day trying to work out how I was going to tell this man I was bringing this cat home because my family hate hate cats we don't really I have an outdoor cat she's a bitch she's seen some shit she's a stray (laughs) um (laughs) she's like don't come near me but um no, they're fine now. They they realize the reason I have a hairless cat for anyone that's actually interested. Um, I'm allergic to everything. We have dogs all around our house. Like we have a big, massive, like what's he called? A golden doodle. And I can't touch him. And he looks at me that uh, like, come touch me. And I'm like, I can't touch you because my asthma, like my throat closes over. My eyes go itchy. My skin. Oh, look, he's cut me. Oh, no. <laughs> the cats grab me it's fine we still love each other but like it just means that I can actually hold this cat and like love this cat and it won't affect my my lungs yeah and we were just saying there before that like you know there's something really comforting about animals and like animal contact and like we were just saying about queens and everything that they have the wee days that you know they bring in puppies and stuff like a puppy petting day mm-hmm. and like there's something really really nice about you know having the comfort of a wee animal 100%. Like, I was at every single, like, puppy room day in McGee. I popped a curtain, and then I was in. But it still didn't matter. I was suffering after. But, um, I mean, the cat, like, even in... I'm working in this estate agent's office, and they're so good. They're actually wild, like, casual and American in a way. So they're like, yeah, bring the cat. Like, we love we love that. So we, the cat, like, comes, and he just, like, climbs up your leg and sits, and he feels like, like crushed velvet, like a sofa. <laughs> It's the only way to describe it. Yeah, him. I know what you mean. He has like peach fuzz, peach fuzz hair. Yeah. He's not bald. He looks bald, but he's got red. Yeah, it's not like just like skin. There's like a wee bit there. A wee bit of comfort. He's lovely. Yeah. He actually is like really lifted my like whole I don't know I'm just so happy I'm actually away from him he's at his godmother's house and um I'm like well we've been a separation anxiety from him <laughs> See, I'd say you probably would have loved having it whenever you're actually stuck at home like during lockdown no, it probably- I know so because we're all coming out of it now you're, you're gonna probably just get busier and like you well, need a passport so Brooke, let's get into this singing. That's what we all wait, that's what we're on here. Did you Ooh. do you think that you are, you know, you were destined to be a singer? I know that sounds really cheesy, but you know, obviously you've been performing since you were a child. And I know that, you know, professional performers always say like they've been coined, like born to be singers and um, you know, in that mm-hmm. kind of industry. Do you think yeah. you were the same? This is actually no one's actually asked me that. To be honest. From a young age, my daddy is mad into music. Like, well, filming a Begley is what we're talking. Now he's been dancing and like jiving with us in the kitchen. He always pushed us to go and perform at like, like family parties and like you know, like we home like like competitions and stuff. Now my sisters can sing, but they hated like singing in public. Mm-hmm. I thrived off it. He gave yeah. me the opportunity. Let me like 
I don't know, have a chance at it. But from then, I've never stopped like performing. Now, going through school and um, secondary school, I sang in the musicals. Um, but the pressure of like pressures of like um, children, children are evil, awful to each other. They really are like, especially around here in Northern Ireland, I find I find it's really hard to. It's a small minded. It's a small minded place. Small mentality. Yeah, like definitely. It's like no one. All I ever heard was just music industry is very, very, very tough market. And I'm like, yeah, but someone has to do it at the same time. Like, why are you telling me that? Why are you, why are you coming negative at me already? Like, come on, give me a chance here. Like, somebody has to do it. Not That's like true. there's not enough, like, around the market here. There really isn't. But, like, my thing was, would love to have done it, but, like, applied for law. Like, why would I do that? Like, at uni, you know, it's just like you, you nearly just, like, you meet everyone else's standards before you, like, chase your dreams, essentially. If I lived in anywhere else, I'm sure that that would have been, all, like, you know, um, what do you call that? Just, like, tunnel vision. I wouldn't have had anything else in my mind. But because we just, like, no, just the north of Ireland, it just seems to be it's very, very small, just small-minded, you're right. Yeah. But it didn't stop me. Um, I was... I was dying one day at uni and I forgot I had applied like as a joke and then I went and from like for the voice and from then it's just it's just been really? eye-opening like that this is really what I was meant to be doing like yes of course I would have loved to say that I 100% was set on singing but I actually like just I just get I just had never thought it was an opportunity because everyone else tells you that that's the case that's true and you know I actually was I was one of them concerts with you <laughs> do you remember yes, I, I loved them I absolutely loved them I thought they were great and I'm the same like I like you know they're like for some reason I find when I was growing up I used to do like little concerts and like where I locally where I was from and I would do solos mm-hmm. in school and things like that and like it was like you were like I don't know people would coin you like I remember like oh are you gonna sing a song Neve? it was just like everyone sort of were just like it is that just that small minded kind of place yeah. even even now like I know there's a lot of people stepping out they're putting the foot in the water for uh, things like YouTube and like that's great because mm-hmm. you know we really don't as you said have enough of people um doing kind of things like that and I think if yeah if, as, like you said who's going to do it if, if you know you don't so the way you yeah like, if not kind you of, who else you kind, of, you like kind of ignore you kind of ignore what people think and you do what you enjoy and yeah like, you you did drama and everything didn't you at, Queen, at um Ulster yeah sorry I actually didn't do law I applied for law and got in and then oh, had, really? a, had a brainwave moment like I'm not <laughs> gonna do this <laughs> why would I do this no so I I did drama at uni um I'm pretty sure my lecturers didn't know my name until the final year whenever I went on the tv I swear to you now I had just completely went into myself uni was the hardest experience all my friends went to Belfast and I went to McGee I love McGee's an amazing university but I was just not used to I'm gonna be honest like see from school in St. Pat's where I was where I went Mm -hmm. in St. Pat's I was almost seen like a big big fish in a small pond because I was doing all the musicals I was in everything every single thing the camogie team everything I was just part of every aspect of that school's life I got head girl and um went to uni complete and utter change of reality it was the hardest there's not a day I it was the most it was awful it was so bad and I had no friend like no real people that I trusted um sometimes I wouldn't even come home because I didn't want to tell mommy how hard it was for me um it was just a really tough time and I I don't know whether that was a good thing for character building or whether that was honestly just a, 
a mess. You have to go through these things, I suppose, in life to realize what when you are happy. And I'm definitely so much happier now. And I know people glamorize, you know, they glamorize going out and they glamorize um, drinking and they glamorize like all this, like yeah. living on your own stuff. Yeah. And you, you you need to have the strong support system before you can even go out and do that because you're you're so fragile. Like whenever after whenever you're hungover and stuff, it just yeah. it you does have to- an effect on you. Yeah, and like, do you think that you know, like, it affected your confidence when you went there? Because you know, that's so true. Like, like the fact that you said there was like a big fish in a small pond. Like, you know, you are you are a big aspect of school, and then whenever you go to uni, you're also on the same boat and the same similar eyes with all these people because they're doing things that that you also like, and you probably have never yep. experienced that, and it was probably intense for you. So, do, did yeah, you, like, it was. Was how did you kind of overcome that that kind of mentality whenever you were kind of not enjoying it? Um. I didn't. I didn't do anything about it. I just let myself be toxic and and not nice to my like my family and people I loved. Yeah. I, I you push people away whenever you don't want help because you don't think that you need it. Like you, yeah. you, you just got so like toxic and you've got so into yourself that you don't know why everyone else doesn't understand the way you feel because you feel it so heavily. No, and saying that, I still like I still went up to see my friends. People thought I went to uni in Belfast because I was there so much. Like they were like, What, what do you do here? I was like, No, I, I actually I'm I'm about two hours down the road. But um that's why my lecturers didn't know who I was because I just didn't participate. I didn't get involved. I didn't know members of my class. Like it, it was just so it was so bad. I was a different person in final year. Now that was I don't know. I went to uni two days in final year. I swear to you now that is so bad well COVID was there now but yeah. I definitely did just take a complete and utter piss it was so bad I just hated it I hated mm. being there yeah and I suppose once you get yourself into that rut I that's when the thing nobody knew I sang nobody up in there knew I sang nobody knew I like maybe at the on a Tuesday night there's a trad night and I would sing I sung one song one week at like one week there and Everyone was like, that was really good. I never sung there again. Like, it yeah. was so, like, people, yeah, you can really, like, even, I look back whenever I was, like, 13, mm-hmm. and everyone, it was my granny's 70th birthday, and uh, everyone was like, come on in and sing a song. And I was just so fed up with, like, singing the same songs, and, and I just, you, I swear, you just, I can I relate stopped. to that. I, I can. Definitely. Yeah, it, it's hard. I don't even know how to explain it. I just lost the love for it because I was doing it for other people. I wasn't doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas now the music that I'm creating, I've written, I've lived it. I've, it's my story. Like it's my, this whole, all these music. Yes. I wrote tension and I don't know if anyone here has heard it. It's pop, like pop melody. Like We're going to insert it at the end of the, in, at the end of the podcast. So Legends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. So that's a great catchy song. Like it's, um, it's fine, but I have no, connection to it because the words aren't anything like you know that's written about like my friends it's not about me mm-hmm. this music that I'm releasing is like really personal and it's going to be a really weird experience releasing that um but it's going to be really cool because I'm going to have an affiliation to the music that I'm creating and it's going to be really cool when people register and they think no I really like what this girl's doing or maybe they don't but that's something I've come to terms with like you know negativity and I'm just found out to that people. It says more about them than you. Whenever they have to, they feel the need to like. Oh, you're. We live in a world where everyone can say how they feel anonymously, or they they can do it even not not anonymously. Let's try that again. Not anonymously, they can do it publicly, and that's really hard to take at the start. Now I I don't know why I don't know why that is, but our brains are just focusing on 
um, focusing on the one negative apart from all the, like, you know, how many messages that are positive, I go to a counsellor now um, just to straighten my thinking. It's literally just about that, organise my thoughts. Um, not, I love it. Oh, my God. I think everyone should go. Therapy is like going to the dentist. You have... You, you, if you are just having any way bad day, just send a message like, I just want to come for a chat. I just want to talk. I just want to tell you what's going on in my life and you can help me understand why I feel the way I feel. No, you it's probably feel like a different thing, person. There should be no stigma. Yeah, because completely. like, do you know what it is? You go there and you get things that you keep normally keep to yourself, but you're getting them, you yeah. have the opportunity to let go of these things that are weighing you down somehow. Mm-hmm. And you feel like a lighter person and you feel, as you said, organized. But, you know, yeah. do you think, I know, obviously, there's a lot of people that also find comfort in writing things down, planning their days, and there's something about having, like, organisation. And, like, that's a, a, a coping mechanism for a lot of people. But see, like, mm-hmm. this interests me. Because you're a singer and you're obviously a songwriter as well, do you think that you can kind of, like, talk about your own issues and, like, get stuff out through your lyrics? Yeah. And, like, talk about your own emotions and things like that? Do you think that would, you know, be a coping mechanism for you? I am not organized in any way, shape or form. I am the least, I, uh, there's no structure to me at all. None, right? It's really bad and I wish there was. But my thing is, if something's annoying me, it'll keep me up at night. And three in the morning really would be like my most creative time. So I'll literally just write, write, write in my notes. My notes are filled with so much, so much trash. It's hilarious. But I just write down even phrases any thought that comes into your head and i'll literally see with songwriting it is so invasive and the people i write with now i know and we are fine like i can tell them whatever's going on in my life but it was so hard at the start Mm -hmm. so basically what i did was i wrote down like paragraphs in my notes and i put it in a big um google doc and i'd be like right you just go look at that and tell me if there's any lines highlight any things that you think that are really good or you know what we could use from this because i wasn't like it's when my my mind's over overactive I just write it down now granted I still might not sleep after that but it does help because I'm like whoa that's what my mind is thinking right now like you just have to connect the two like the mental with the physical and it's it's really it really has helped my songwriting now I've wrote some cool stuff but um it doesn't necessarily make it any easier but it has whenever I so whatever happens I'll write the song and after that it's done I'll not revisit it. So I suppose that is therapy for me. Um, like I had, I had a, just having difficult like times with relationships, not seeing people mm-hmm. over COVID and yeah. stuff. And I wrote it all down. We put it in a song and that was it done. I addressed it, saw how I felt. The song literally just, I spoke, spoke volumes, like spoke my mental and then you could play it for people and then they'll see how you're feeling. And it's really, actually really weird now that you like make me vocalize that. Yeah. yeah, I suppose the songwriting is therapy for me. Yeah, and like, you know, you have a connection with your music now. It's, as you said, you yeah. said you, there was a time when you were singing songs that were, were not written by you and you were just getting, you lost your love for it. And that's so important with music. Yeah. If, like, all about it's all about being yourself. And I think that's how people are successful if they express their own identities. And I think that is, there's an issue with that in the music industry. Yeah, that's so important. That's why I'm doing it independently. Mm-hmm. Yes, granted, it's making it so much harder, but I'm in control of what I do. And if I want, like, you know, I'm I'm working with an independent label um, for a French label called Believe, and they'll distribute my music with no ties. And they have different, they have the workings of a label. They have the 
um, social media, like press department. They also have like connections to playlists and Spotify and Apple music and stuff, but you're not tied or you're not controlled. Um, it's very much in my control and I'm comfortable with that. But if there ever does come a time when I might sign up to a label, my daddy's very on board and very in touch with me and my music because he's where I got that music from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would be heavily involved. I would. I think it's very important to keep your family close. It took me a while to realize that. You know, I feel like a lot of teenagers and young people, um, you can disregard your family because you're like, they don't understand. I need to live my life and I need to, yeah, of course I want to move out now and get my own space, but I'm still going to have a really strong connection with my family and not move too far away. Um, that's why I'm not living in London. I'm going to use here the base and maybe fly over. It's maybe an hour away in a plane and, a, and an hour's car journey. Mm-hmm. But that money, that money for rent would pay for sessions and, you know, different vocal um, sessions and like guitars and drums and all that. So it's just about, keeping your circle really tight and um trusting whoever is working for you like I have two people um, managing me and I'm in love with them and they know me and mm-hmm. they are searching for things that were are you know important to me and not gonna like take away too much from who I am as a person and, and so how did how did the voice come about then because with that with, with that being a time that you were struggling was that the time when you were going through that kind of hardship yeah, yeah so you just, easy. You just yeah. stepped out of the, you know, you just took a leap, really. Yeah, so in, in Derry, there's a bar called the Argyle. Now, mm-hmm. it's like it's like a really, not a really AliExpress version of Hatfield, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's just a lot smaller. It's just a bar, but like we all went there. And one night we were just having a few drinks and um, my friend got an email. The voice was coming to McGee. And then I was like, no, not a chance. Like, wake up. I'm not doing that. That's tomorrow. I'm not doing that. Signed up anyway a few hours later and um, then woke up to an email being like, right, your time is such and such. And I was like, no, no. I had like like fake nails on, so I couldn't even play the guitar. So I, I was like going to unite. It was in the same building as my as my class. So I was like, oh, my God. I was sitting down and he goes, is anyone here, Brooke? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like, oh, no. He just literally called out in like the common room, which was at my at my building. And everyone's like, yeah, here. And I was like, no, please don't, don't be at it. I walked in and there was two women sitting at a desk and now they were the loveliest two women I've ever met. Like I still talk to them today, but they were like agents, like recruiting for it. And I was like, look, I swear I have no guitar. I am, my voice is a bit groggy from the day before. I just didn't care. So I sung like the Eagles Hotel California acapella. No, actually, I lied. I sung an Adele song. It was in my library on my phone. It was like a, 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 a karaoke version. And they were like, be anything, anything else. That is so stereotypical. It's untrue. Like, they were like, come on now. Like, if you really, if you're really serious, do something. So I just sung a really a cappella, like, stiff version of um, Hotel California, which is um, something Love I would have done in the bar gig. And it was like, I like, I swing the notes a good bit, so it's different. But um, they were like, wow, okay, good, sit down. And then they sat talking to me for about half an hour because nobody else has come behind me because I was late. And then, then that was it. And from then they scouted me and I went through all the process, taking it a lot more seriously, might I add. Um, I didn't, I'm not going to lie, I didn't, um, winning wouldn't have been the best option. Megan FaceTimed me after, Megan Trainer, and she was like, Brooke, we are so happy you did not win. She's like, that contract was just a trap. Like she was like, it's Kelly Clarkson only got out of her American Idol one. I'm going to say last year sometime. 
and she was on it how many years ago yeah like they just if you do well in any way shape or form it's just a really a really really bad but you know realistically Brooke you know you have to get it into your head that you know winning was not the end goal you know it's more the self-development through that came from the process like is there any way that you were able to prepare yourself for what you're going to you know go through um that's a good I didn't prepare see for the first audition mm-hmm. I remember setting up that night before it I actually just slept like a baby I was like fine I was in, I was in London no Manchester and I woke I had a dream that I sung really well but I didn't get any turns and I was so happy I was like unreal like just walk off again at least you've got the experience of being on the stage now whenever I sang that first line they actually edited it edited it so that it looked like they pressed their buzzers later but I just went um counting days counting days until the last the end of that line and then they had hit their buzzer then like Mm -hmm. after the first line and I didn't even realize I was just like I was just sitting like chilling completely forgot what that meant and then and then after the, whenever the, <laughs> whenever I hit the big note and then um, Ollie and Tom turned, like all four of them, then I was like, oh no, because I could see all their faces and I was like, oh shit. And that's when it started to go a bit south because I just, <laughs> I was so bad. I just completely forgot what, what was happening. So I spoke to them for about 15 minutes because I hadn't prepared on who I was going to pick. The reason I picked Megan was because she knew John Mayer and I'm obsessed with John Mayer so bad. Like I'm a, that man is in every single one of my dreams. Now, <laughs> she knew him. And then I walked off and was like, who did I pick? But the next round, I was standing backstage mm-hmm. and I could see them because I forgot that their chairs were turned like the first time, but I could see them this time. Their faces were in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no! I was like, I'm gonna actually go to the toilet. Like, I, I need, I need to. I'm gonna. This is not gonna go well for me. This is really bad. And I panicked and threw the whole thing. It was the worst performance that I'd done. I hated it. I hated that one. Still looking back, I hated that one. But I learned so much from it. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, but then after that, I was flying. I was like, you know what? This is the best opportunity you've ever been given. All you can do is sing your best, and you know Megan loves you, and it's not out of mal- like malice that she yeah. wouldn't pick you. It's yeah. just because you're just like she just wants somebody. Like it's not a bad thing to yeah. like. Oh, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But after that, I just, I just <laughs> took the complete advantage of the opportunity. I loved every second of it. Just that one, like the battle against Jordan, who was my friend. I didn't want to. One of the questions I was going to ask you was about how, like, how do you do that? Because you're obviously working so closely, and I'd say you, like, you're going through the same experience at the same time, so you're really close. Um, like, how, how did you kind of like deal with the fact that you, you were going to be compared against one of your friends? It was awful. You right? So, see, with a TV show, nobody sees the behind the scenes, so you're not even in interviews. You're not allowed to say my friend, like Ollie, or my friend Jordan, like you know, we've gotten so close. They're like, no, you're not allowed. No one knows that you know each other. Like you're in a hotel, like with all these people and you sit around at night and just chat and stuff. Yeah. But nobody would know that because they don't show the behind. It's not like Love Island or something mm-hmm. where you see the relationships form. It's a competition and they don't want you to even, it's all fight and talk. Like, uh, I'm going to be the one out and talk. No, like I didn't even say that. I just like manipulated the sentence to not look nasty. But like, uh, that was awful. Imagine the thought of, the thought of like, going out singing a duet with someone yeah and whoever doesn't do as well goes home like like you're you're battling to stay in like that's not a that's not an easy or normal thing to to do like that's not a normal situation like real life situation hated it 
hated every second of it. And I just sat and talked to Jordan's family after and was just like, thank God he's through as well. It was awful. I don't know what I would, I would have felt so guilty after that. It's not meant for faint hearted. That that one was awful. But the knockouts was fine because I was ready to go at that stage. Yeah. I was, Ollie was one of the girls that was in the competition with me. She had the short blonde hair and she was hilarious and I loved her. But when we found out we were going against each other, I was like, I just hope she wins because I want to go out after the gay village in Manchester is unreal. <laughs> and she was like, she and I was like, I know that if I win, she won't go out. But if she wins, I will. So I was like, right, Deli, we'll have a de- we'll have a good night out. Like if if she wins, but it's just a really hard thing to to grasp. It's not a nice situation. It's not a nice situation, but you have to get on with it. And the, and the thing is, yeah. you both want the best for each other because you are friends. You know how important like the, the competition was at that time for you is, and you just want each other to do well. So it's kind of just yeah. come to that realisation and just, you know, comfort in that person. And mm-hmm. another thing I was going to ask about the camera, like that was obviously, you've obviously always been performing, but not mm-hmm. with high intensity of everyone around. Like obviously you had your audience, but then there was people at home as well. So you're being recorded mm-hmm. while you were singing. Do you think that kind of had an impact on you? Like you were kind of con- self-consciously thinking, oh my gosh, what do I look like when I stand like this? Or or did you kind of block out the fact that you're being recorded? Um, that, the one thing that annoyed me was the blind audition. Because I didn't care, essentially. I was like, I, I, I didn't like the way I looked in the blind. Does that make sense? I, I was really self-conscious after that. And since then, I mean, I've not necessarily... It's really weird looking at yourself on TV. You don't actually look the way you think you look. <laughs> That's like that inverted thing, that inverted oh, filter. Like, do, do people see me like that? Like, what? <laughs> no. But it, it it just brought to light, like, you understand why people in, in the media change themselves. Now, I didn't change anything, but I definitely took care of myself after that. I definitely took a bit more pride in myself, not for the, not in a negative way, but a positive way, like I started going to the gym and see the actual chemical hormone changes in your mind after you go to the gym is insane. I, I don't know how anyone coped with me before I did. But after that, I did not care about the camera. There was one thing, it was like I had a performance, it was the Edge of 17 one. There was a lot of movement and camera angles. So I was conscious of that. Like I'm a very, um, it would be like an impromptu performer where if I felt something, I would move. Like I would wanted to go down on my knees at the end, but I was like, shit, the camera's there. And then I didn't. So it's that was the only thing just like, you know, thinking, whereas I don't think when I'm singing or performing, it's just comes naturally. Um, so that was the only thing, just realizing that there was a camera like preempted there that I had to follow certain um, direction. So are you saying- <laughs> I kept asking them to let me dance and they said, no, I can dance. They wouldn't let me. I was <laughs> Really? So do you just have to walk around really? like- and just yeah it's like a structured thing it's like at this point you go here you do this you da 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 but a lot of it's just like yeah I know oh my gosh no, I know I wanted to dance then get to I'm the opposite I don't I don't like dancing whenever I'm singing I can't do it I actually can't do it I can't connect the two it's like nearly like I mean yeah. I can't like say I couldn't play the guitar and sing at the same time I'm like I know that's a thing <laughs> I think it comes to practice but I'll have a good yeah, I'm so time. bad at the guitar I can barely no, accompany myself in a bar scene but I'm not no 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 definitely not I'm not I, I'll just get someone else to do that <laughs> so do you actually think it had any effect on your self-esteem then well now that you know that you just uh, the first yeah the first one just the first one because I seen it and I was like and I had a lot of 
weeks in between since the first one and I was like I can't believe it. I look like that just not even in any way that was really really bad I just it, you do notice like I forgot myself and kept going I guess like you know whenever they were saying nice things because that's what I would do but you know you just you do you hold yourself better just it's just Grab an AirPod. Give me a hot minute. I don't know which which size my ear fits, medium or small. I keep experimenting with. <laughs> but yeah, no, all good. Like I, I did. I just it made me more proud of what way I hold myself, and I, I wear weird stuff all the time. I wear weird, like weird, weird stuff, and I stop that. But then now I'm like, you know what? Just be authentic and wear what you want to wear. It makes you feel good. As many colors as possible. That's what I say. As we said before, express yourself and that's really important. You'll come across across Easy. really well if you are being true to yourself. And you know, just like the music, you, you want you want to be yourself and you know, if it's also there's something about clothes as well. Whenever you're wearing things that you love, it's something mm-hmm. that actually does things for your confidence. Just you, you you do hold yourself different. You're you you feel better. Like I swear I got I was um I was just walking one day and I just, ch- I always go into a shop and I, I buy something when I'm there and then change into it in the toilet. How mad is that? I know, but I always like the thing that I bought more than what I'm wearing that day, but it just changes. How you, I know it's too so strange. Like I'll come home and it's a completely different outfit from what I left in. It's just cause I'm like, oh, they'd look really cool. Like now. So I just go into like a public toilet and change. I'm a mess. I am the messiest <laughs> girl ever. So I shouldn't even, I'm ugh. I don't know, but um, it just, you feel better and you, you're you nicer. You just are like, I can't wait for them to say, I like your talk. <laughs> <laughs> I <Yeah>. love this. <laughs> no, I, I do, I do, understand, I do get you, but that, I would be like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't buy it and then go and try it on immediately. But whenever I go home, <laughs> when I go home, I do. I, when I go home, I do. So that's kind of the same thing. Um, But now yes. your social media has really popped off. You're on 30 you've got like 30,000 followers now which is unbelievable and that was probably a big like like adjustment that you had to make whenever you were going from just your normal like Northern Irish account you know the usual followers your friends like people you knew and like that would be it but now you have people that you've never met in your life and that they all love you so how do you cope with that? (sighs) It was awful at the start it was awful it made me post less I was like I can't I can't face this this I felt like people expected a certain thing from me whenever I had the account like you know as it grew and grew I was like I just got more reserved I didn't want them to know anything about me I didn't want like I didn't want to be judged for being myself I nearly put a mask on like what they what I thought they wanted to see um I stopped for a while and I regret that because I was doing weird stuff all the time and I was like people are not going to want to see that People love seeing, people love whenever you're stupid because I don't take myself seriously. And and now I don't care if I want to do something, I'll just like put it up and stuff. But I'm really bad at replying. So please don't, I see what you say, but I don't, I can't sometimes, my screen time's like three hours. If it was being genuine and replying to everyone, it would be about 17. I'm not joking. Like I just, I'm way bad. I'd send voice notes. I would send voice notes back. Um, But they're usually all over the place. But no, definitely, I, I don't, I, I just I thought people wanted a certain thing from me and I couldn't have achieved I couldn't have lived up to that because it's not humanly possible to be like that all the time I would never I keep it positive you know I wouldn't really want anyone to think that oh per me kind of thing some days you do have really bad days and you just can't face going on and talking to everybody because you don't want to be lying either um and I wouldn't want you wouldn't nearly want people being like oh I hope you're okay because you don't even want to 
you just don't need that. I just I hate, I hate, I give myself, I'm like, Beyonce said one time, I give myself 30 minutes to be annoyed and then I'm over it. No, I need about two hours and then I'll be over it. <laughs> but I do set a time limit of like, get your shit together here. You've, you've stuff to go, you've got stuff to do. So I try, try and time limit my own happiness. <laughs> and then, I, yeah. That, no, that makes sense. Um, and then you like, you, did you take a break then after you realized that you were unhappy and you didn't, you were scared of, of posting it? Because you probably thought, you know, these people are following me because I sing, they want to hear me sing all the time. And yeah. you, you were kind of, these kind of things, like sub, um, subconscious thoughts were like probably, you know, kind of in your head all the time. So did you just take a yeah. break from it and then come to realization that, you know, they're following you for a reason and they, they, they want to hear from you? It's like a weird thing. It was like an obsessive thing where I would do a story, post it, watch it like 17 times and be like, they're going to notice that. They're going to, that's so strange. And I'm not like that, but it's just so weird. Like if you met me in person, I'll talk away and I'll say random stuff, which you shouldn't say. But um, whenever you put it out there, it's it, it's just like, I can't, that's not authentic, is it? Like they're going to think I'm acting. They're just going to like, you know, and now I just hold the phone, whatever comes out, I just put it up because I don't care anymore. I'm just like, people don't want you to be perfect. They want to, they want to slag you and they want to do all that. And I kind of love that. I don't care anymore. Like, not that I don't care. If you send me something nasty, I'm not going to really enjoy it. But if you, like, people laugh and stuff, because it's just, that's what it should be about. If you're being honest, then you won't, you won't need to change anything. You don't need to change anything about it. I don't filter my photos, to be honest, either. I don't enjoy that. No, I would, don't know how. That's probably why. But um, I just think, like, I just send, like, my stuff. My manager, Ronan, would, like, put a lot of my photos up and stuff. And he put photos up. And then at one time I just got this message. It was like, watch your weight. And I was like, I've, like I didn't even, I don't even look weird there. You know, you just have to sit down and be like, People just want to want you to reply. People want you to to rise, to get a rise out of you. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually happy with that. Like, how how is anybody supposed to be happy whenever they get stuff like that all the time? So I just stopped dealing with stuff like that. It's just strange. You're gonna get that all the time. So you're with, gonna get that with your social media. Then obviously that came with added pressures. But not even that. There yeah. was obviously a different kind of aspect of social media now, and that's like you know the backlash. Did you think you have mm-hmm. kind of did you receive any of that really, Brooke? A few times, yeah, just um, sometimes. Ugh. One time there was a thing on Twitter said, and it was like, um, uh, don't know why she's trying, tell her to just get a job or something. It was like something random. I don't have Twitter. Twitter's a bullion playground. Yeah. So yeah. Rotten, I hate it. Don't have Twitter, don't have Facebook. Um, I do have like a business Facebook, but um, I just use, I love Instagram and I love Snapchat. Now I just, <laughs> I haven't really accepted anyone since I went on The Voice. So Snapchat's a wee bit risky. <laughs> I put up some weird stuff on there. But um, um, I love Instagram and I know that obviously there's, um, a, there's a room for, you know, there's room for saying it's fake and room for saying that it's all glamorized and stuff. But I just use it as a fun place. I don't try and saturate it with anything too fake or nothing like that. Yeah. Um, and my mommy could use a snap our, our Instagram and daddy as well. So like, it's just somewhere that people I know really, and you know, it's just a really cool way of, of accessing people. And I, I try not to look at anything bad. Of course, there's going to be backlash. Zach actually replied to that boy on Twitter and mommy made him delete it. <laughs> Zach's my brother. He's younger. <laughs> it was really bad what he said. So we were like, take that down. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he was sticking up for you. So how do you, how, how do you think you came to like to, to grasp with you know this whole like added 
pressure with the backlash and things like that? Was there a way that you kind of dealt with it? Um, I didn't want to hear. Like we would be sitting at dinner one time on a Sunday and Zach would be like, did you see what such and such said? And I'm like, I don't want to know. And there's a reason why I don't have Twitter. There's a reason why I don't have Facebook. Like I don't want to know what people are, nasty things are saying. Now I'm like, says more about you than me. You know, I, I didn't go out of my day, way to make your day worse. So I'm not the worst one here. Thank God I didn't have social media when I was younger. Like, I feel so bad for anyone, like any young person that has social media today. It, it's awful. It's awful. And they think that this is normal. It's not normal. Mm. And I just want, I love when young people, young people come to me and tell me what's going on because I love giving them a reality shock that the people that, like the people that are saying these things to you, they're not happy. Like, and, and whenever you go to, I think university is, is excellent for people that have been having a tough time in school because everyone's equal in university. Everyone's the same. No one is, no one is better than anyone else because it's such a big, a big place. Like I find like people find themselves in uni and if you can stick it out in school and get um, a good, a good best friend, that's all you need. I have, I have, I have great friends. Oh my God. I rely so heavily on my friends and I know it doesn't bother them because they love me. And if I have anything or they have anything, my door is always open. Wouldn't matter what it was, but, um, and if there, I would always reply to messages like that, you know, people being like, look, I need, I, I, I you know, just wanted to talk about the music industry and stuff because it's such a hard place. Like, but don't stop trying. That's what I mean. Like, yes, you can say that, but Nick, try, try. Yeah. It's all, I just feel bad. I think young people need, there needs to be a forum of some description where. I think though a lot of people need to be told, I think a lot of people need to be told as well that like all jobs are hard. And, you know, yes. everyone's going to say, like, well, even with law, everyone's going to say, well, you're not going to have much chance with law if you don't you have contacts. And you're not going to get a job as an actor if you haven't had an experience when you're younger. Like, everyone's there's yeah. always going to be, someone's always going to try to put you down. Something. You need to overlook that. Stay positive and try. And, you know, good, yeah. things, good things will come if you have faith in yourself. Yeah, so true. That is so true. You just have to stay true to yourself and work hard. That is it. That is the two main, the two main aspects of life. No matter what, like that's work hard and stay true to yourself. Like and if you feel like someone's doing you an injustice, you speak up. Definitely, and and even even with like say for instance, if you did go ahead and you you did law, uh, for instance, and um, you know every single job you have to work hard, and if you want to do well, so you'd be working hard in law. But that would be working hard in a job you don't like. So if you're going yeah. to be working hard at something, pick what you want to do. Um, yeah. and I, I definitely believe that is so important. But in in terms, you you did say I definitely personally think that social media is very toxic, and I do understand yeah. what you what you mean that you know there's a lot of children thinking that's normal to be, you know, doing. There's just so many elements now that that are normalized on on social media, and I think one yeah. of the main ones that that comes unfortunately with social media is self comparison, and you know that probably. Completely is something you've probably suffered from because you know you were in the in the voice and everything and just like mm-hmm. you know when you went to uni everyone was kind of in the same boat they all had the same likes as you because obviously they did the same course but in yep. the in the voice everyone's coming and they all are amazing singers so you know that was probably an element of what you were thinking whenever you that was joined. awful that was awful see see the room right the room before you go on stage green room oh jeez that was awful I was before my blind and everyone was like well I'm a professional I've done such and da 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 I'm sitting there 
don't speak. Don't you dare open your mouth because they're going to think that you are the most loser ever. I swear, they were all talking like, well, I do this and I do that. Oh my God, I like, don't ask me what I do because I don't do any of these things. You, but as long as you're nice, like, you, you, you see, do not walk, you cannot walk into a room and think that anyone's better than you. Everyone is equal. Everyone breathes the same air. Everyone does. You, why not you? You cannot let someone intimidate you. It's very easy to walk into a place and think, I'm not as qualified to be here. Yes, well, you may not be as qualified like, you know, like like an education, but you have the gut. Like, my AirPods miss nothing. <laughs> you AirPods are a nightmare. But no, like you, no one is, is better than you at all. My granny always told me that. Like my granny, my granny is like my best friend. And she's always like, I never walked in somewhere and thought that I didn't belong. And she could be, or like even her husband as well, he'd walk in his farmer's clothes into a restaurant and she's just like, I, like he didn't smell, but he, had, he, wasn't, like, he said he wasn't dressed. Like, <laughs> you, you cannot let people intimidate you. Like if you want to, if you want to be there, make, make it very hard for them to ask you to leave. No, one million percent, and and I think that it's 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 maybe we were saying at the very beginning that we live in a place that's small minded. But the, the main question is, is it us being small minded to our own minds and treating ourselves with these, you know, kind of intrusive thoughts? Are we being hard on ourselves? Like, you have to think about that sometimes. Yeah, there's, there's a thought. <laughs> but, um, definitely a bit of both. It's how you're yeah. like, You know, everyone has the same mentality. It's definitely, yeah. And exactly. there is. I think it's getting better. I do. I think it's that you said people are doing YouTube. There's yeah. a lot of different people breaking through that always wanted to, but never saw a forum. If you want to do something, you do it. You you do it. If you think it's gonna if it's gonna be a creative outlet, you you think that people are always told that the media any anything in the media is so hard to get into. Mm-hmm. You watch a movie and you watch the credits at the end. Look at the amount of jobs, the amount of people it took to make that movie. You think there's not enough jobs for people? Oh, oh come on, catch a grip. Let's go. Come on. It's a it. it's a big bad world out there. There's loads of opportunities for everyone. No, there really is. And like as as well, you've you've kind of you've really like really you've probably gained that experience of self-love from definitely that place you were um mindset-wise in McGee. But now that you yeah. have gained all these that this mindset that you've gradually, you know, been like you have in your head now, do you think you would change anything if you were to go back to that point in Never. Your life? Never. No. Things happen for a reason, hundred percent. Like it's 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 a fact. Things happen for a reason. I know now, like, it was character building. Yes, it was awful, and I wish it didn't happen, like, at the time. Mm-hmm. But look at look at me now. Like, that's a different girl. That's a completely different girl than, than the one sitting here now in terms of mental strength and knowing what's important, your values. You might be going through a really difficult time now, but there are people there. Their doors are always open. It just takes starting that one conversation. You'll feel... The first, like, you'll feel awful, but see after you wake, you walk out of that room. No matter who you've talked to, you'll feel like you've ran a marathon because your your brain you've just out, out, like offloaded a lot of stuff. You see the next day, you'll wake up and you'll just realize that oh my god, there's so much, so much for me. There's so much people that love me. There's so many different things. It's just it's all about mindset. I do my affirmations in the morning. And I, I, I swear they've just they change they change your mindset completely. You just say a few nice things to yourself in the morning as soon as you wake up. That's your alpha mind, apparently. So my therapist says she's a legend. Um, it's so it's like your brain will take in the most like if you go on your phone on social media in the morning, you see something that makes you sad. You're gonna have a really bad day, right? Top tip: if it's your birthday, 
you wake up and you make sure everyone makes a big deal of you on your birthday. Today, this is my first year that everyone made a massive deal of me. There was a continental breakfast and they all sang me happy birthday. I had the best day of my life and I didn't do anything. See, whenever in our house, you walk around and everyone put like pussyfoots around as if it's not your birthday. Say happy bloody birthday to me. I swear I'm going to go mad. Like you waiting around all day and then the cake comes. Surprise, we knew all day it was your birthday. Well, bloody make a big deal of me in the morning. It, I swear, it's, either, it's, it's the morning's the most important time. You be good to yourself in the morning and then it'll, you'll have a better day. Have you picked up on anything else that you've gained from therapy? Like anything that you could share with the listeners? Hmm. Well, definitely the affirmations are... Yeah. are the, there is a reasoning behind everyone else. There's reason, This is the most important thing. There's reasons why everyone does what they do. What they do. You might not know... You might not know why somebody's being an asshole to you, but they have obviously got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that they just are taking out on you. You haven't probably done enough to deserve it, yes, but it just, all you have to say in that situation is they're having a bad day, we'll readdress this tomorrow, take a minute, they come come back to the situation or even just go back to the root of the problem and see what way that, you know, you handle the situation going forward. Don't rise that's the worst thing you can do because then you're going to get annoyed by it. Just there's a reason why everyone does what they do. Like that's the most important thing. It's not you. It's not you. That was very well It might said. be you getting the blunt of it, but you're not the reason for why you don't deserve it. And, and what you would you say, what would you say to somebody that's listening that, you know, is holding back from taking a step, you know, to do either YouTube or to, you know, apply for the voice Mm -hmm. something from your own experience what would you what would you kind of say to them I would say opportunities they come about um really good opportunities when they come about if you make them happen if you allow them to happen um you might want to start a youtube channel or you might want to sing it you'll face a backlash at the start because it's new people hate change they hate it it's just human nature we don't like to do things out of our comfort zone but if you want to do it and it makes you happy then the only person that's really stopping you is you because once you once you start that and people want to know more that's what they do people are nosy they always want to know more you'll be the one that they'll be admiring like you know the roles will reverse it's going to be either way you'll be happy that you've achieved it you'll be happy that you've done it because then you know the one thing that i I'm glad I've done is that I'm even, even if like say the music, something happens, the music industry doesn't work out. I've done it. Those videos are there for life. I'm so happy looking back. I'm like, I'm so proud of her. She did that. She did that. You know, I never regretted it. Yes. I did that bad thing. Like, you know, that bad performance in the battle. Like that's my personal opinion. Some people love it. It's still there. It's still a proud moment. Like you, you achieved that. You went forward. You, you stood up against people, you know, negative thinking people just, People love to talk and it's whether you are happy, you know, you just have to focus on yourself. And I feel like a lot of people are giving mental health a lot more, um, a lot more credit now. Like I know you can't see it. It's not a physical illness, but it's most maybe more, more important. And as long as you're, if you're feeling bad, therapy is honestly the best thing you could do. I can't promote it enough. I cannot like I'm a different, just, it's just, about you setting you imagine your brain's like a set of drawers i know you've all this information and do you ever see the spongebob show whenever he's like <laughs> going through the filing cabinets of his brain and the stuff's everywhere it's literally just about putting all those pages into files i'm not an organized person but i would like my brain to be organized and, and it is 
right now. I definitely think, you know, but you're right though, because there's definitely something that like a stigma attached to going to counselling. You know, a lot of people believe that you only go if you're suicidal or you're depressed. You know, there's an element of positivity that comes from that. And, you know, that is you just like acceptance. There's a big, I think a a big element is acceptance of like Mm -hmm. issues you're going with, even if they're big, they're small, but you're getting out of, you know, out of your, off your chest really. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel so much better it does no I would tell everyone I would never be shy about it and and if you are then it's just because you are scared of it don't be scared talking is you, you'll go in and they'll maybe give you something to touch <laughs> at the start of your shy and stuff see by the third time you walk in and you talk for the whole time because it's about establishing a relationship at the start and that's the difficult thing for people to do but you know that that person there's literally a contract where they can't set, tell people about you like it's a it's a completely confidential service mm-hmm. and it's probably the best money that you'll spend you'd go out and buy a top and you'll wear once and then you'll you'll never see it again or it'll go lost or you'll ruin it or something. This is the best money that you'll spend. Like, and people would think twice about it for some reason. It's a, it should be a priority, I think. Especially and you know, there's so many opportunities thing. for people to get to, for, to avail of free services as well. Yes. I mean, so yeah, if, true. You're, if you're ever struggling, like there's so many wee hotlines that you can ring um, just for a chat even. And you can text people. And you can your email GP. People. Yeah, and your GP yeah. as well, definitely. Yeah. Well, Brooke, I know you have a cat to attend to, so why don't you introduce yes, your your single, your single, and we will play it now. Oh, thank you so much. Right, my name is Brooke, and you're going to be listening to my single, Attention. I don't mean to sound obsessive, but I want to be with you all of the time. Your friends are overprotective Yeah, they question if my motives cross the line Time to reply So I'm just gonna have to accept 